Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Akeem's Dream Show. And today we're going to be talking about mundane meditation. That's right, mundane meditation. Meditation, it's more prevalent than you think in your own life. You're meditating every single day because it's mundane. It's unplanned. You're unaware of it. That's right. Meditation is insidious in your life. You're not even aware it's happening. And I can break it down for you. I'm going to give you the five places where meditation is happening in your life based on the modern definition, based on what it does for you, based on how it comes about, I think you are actually meditating all the time. Just because somebody put a definition on it doesn't mean it never happened before we defined it. That's what happens with a lot of inventions. Someone will say, okay, this is this now. Putting uh, a picture to your face, uh, putting a camera to your face, taking a picture, that's called a selfie. Well, we technically, yes, but that doesn't mean people weren't doing self-portraits in the 1500s. What, what would you call that? What's the difference between a self-portrait and a selfie? So this linguistics, this language is interesting to me because uh, in 500 years when we're doing like a 3D rendering of ourselves, that won't be a selfie anymore. The same way meditation might not be called meditation in 500 years. So it's just, uh, it's all wordplay throughout the centuries. So let's just focus in on meditation today. Understand what it is, what it means, how it benefits you, and the fact that you're doing it every single day. Okay, let's break it down, baby. Like the Da Vinci Code. I'm not Dan Brown, but I'm a Keen Brown. And I got all the sauce because I'm a boss. I got the mostest, like the hostess, at your favorite restaurant. Okay, let's break it down. Here's the meditation definition from Wikipedia. And you know Wikipedia. You know, you know me. I believe everything I read on the internet until I don't. Okay, here's the meditation definition. Meditation is a practice where an individual uses a technique such as mindfulness or focusing on the mind on a particular object, thought, or activity to train for attention and awareness and achieve a mentally clear and emotionally calm and stable state. That's a mouthful. It's a practice. Okay, that's the first thing. It's a practice. And it's a way of focusing. Okay? Uh, and you're either focusing on an object, a thought, or an activity. And the idea is to train for attention and awareness. So you can achieve a mentally clear and emotionally calm state of mind. Okay, cool. Now we could break that down one by one, but the whole point of this is, yes, they defined it, but that doesn't mean that you weren't doing it before this definition came about or before you even understand what meditation means. You reap all the benefits of meditation because you meditate. You're just not aware of it. So you're kind of missing that first part where you're using a specific technique. Well, you are using a technique, and I'm going to go through that, but you're not aware of it. You're not, you're not mindful to the fact that some things you do throughout the course of the day make your mind in that receptive state to be self-reflective and a clear a mentally, like you, you do a lot of activities throughout the course of the day to help you get a mentally clear and emotionally calm state of mind. Okay. Now, if you look at it that way, then you're like, yeah, actually I do it. Let me, so now I think we're, I think we're on the same page now. I think we're getting there. Okay. One step at a time, baby, inch by inch, everything is a cinch. All right. So let's, let's break this down. I like to understand the history of things. I don't think people are as interested in history as they might need to be or as I think they should be because uh, if you don't learn from history, you're doomed to repeat it and all that stuff. But I just, I'm just fascinated by what happened in the world before I got here. Now they're gonna, I'm going to invent a new thing. AAB, after Akeem's birth. So ninth, circa 1991 and forward because I'm a monumental figure in history. So moving forward here, sorry, side, side note. Uh, the history of meditation. 5,000 BCE is when most archaeologists, according to psychology today, think that meditation was kind of 
started to be practiced, which is complete bullshit because people before BC, 5000 BCE, were meditating. They just didn't realize it. Maybe 5000 BC was when the idea of it was coined and acknowledged. And it was practiced in Egypt and China. So a lot of Eastern religions and a lot of uh, Eastern philosophies adopted it. But Egypt and China as well as uh, Judea and Hindu and uh, Hinduism. And so a lot of, a lot of these religions um, and faiths, they have ties to meditation. I think the most famous one would be Buddhism, right? Everyone kind of thinks of the, when they look at the Buddha, they think, oh, he's deep in meditation. Or uh, maybe they don't, but that's what I do. <laughs> That's the history of meditation. I mean, it goes back. It has a lot of uh, roots rooted in faith and, and religion and stuff. But it also has uh, a lot of modern context. That's a lot of links to yoga, right? Yoga comes from India. There's a lot of meditation that comes out of India, including my first kind of intentional movement into meditation, which was transcendental meditation. We're transcending meditation. Transcendental, right? What a way to name something. Not only is meditation trans, not only is meditation good for you, it's transcendental. You're transcending your current state. Normally, when people are kind of over the top like that, where they want to name it and be a little bit hyperbolic, I'm like, okay, okay, chill, man, chill. Just, just, just tell me what it is. <laughs> no meditation, transcendental meditation. I got turned on to it, and I sunk about fifteen hundred bucks to take a course and learn about it because this is influencer marketing, eh? Isn't it crazy how? what power celebrities have in our life. They can just say one thing and 1500 bucks later, you get like a little marginal benefit. But this is the case for me. Uh, two guys that I really admire, Jerry Seinfeld, because I grew up watching Seinfeld and I think he's a pretty clever guy. Uh, extremely smart observational comedy, but a uh, very, very com common sense kind of guy. And then uh, Ray Dalio, who is the founder of Bridgewater Associates. He's a hedge fund manager, multi-multi-billionaire. By the way, Jerry Seinfeld's also a billionaire uh, by telling jokes, go figure. But anyways, these two guys, they both said that they picked up transcendental meditation in the late 60s and early 70s when they were kids, like in their early 20s. And that was right around the time that the Beatles were being taught transcendental meditation by, uh, I think his name was uh, Mabadishu. Anyways, this guy who was like the biggest proponent of transcendental meditation brought the Beatles to India. The Beatles learned meditation and changed their life. And now they're all spiritual. That's when John Lennon kind of started dating Yoko Ono and he started becoming super. I think he was like originally one of the original woke people in the world, John Lennon. But imagine there's no heaven. <laughs> it's easy if you try. A little bit too much transcendental meditation going on there. You get the gist in the early late 60s, early 70s, this was picking up. But Jerry Seinfeld, Ray Dalio, they, they mention it in talks. I watched them do interviews and they mentioned the benefits. I'm like, I need that because at the time I was stressed out to the gills. Like 2015, 2016 is right around the time I bought the course. And I was like 24, I was 25. I was stressed out, man. I was so stressed. I was, I was uh, dealing with some financial issues. I had a problem at work. I wasn't able to advance in my career. And I felt like I was stuck. You know, I couldn't really travel. And my day-to-day -day was kind of like, ah, mental fog, right? I wasn't like abusing drugs or alcohol, but that would have been the next step. So meditation, I, I definitely I definitely endorse it as a, a, an alternative to numbing yourself, which is what most people do. For better or for worse, they, uh, you know, drink the alcohol and they and they smoke at the marijuana to get a little bit of a numbing effect. But And I get why, because I was there too. But meditation is also a good route if you want to learn about it. So there's a lot of different kinds of meditation, but Transcendental was kind of my first hoorah into the space. 
very cool stuff. Uh, I learned a lot in the course I took. A little bit expensive, 150 bucks maybe, but 1500 bucks. I mean, that's when I, I think that's where I get a little bit of a weird bad rap, which is understandable. Um, but you know, in the transcendental meditation was good because I got taught how to think about like you know my thoughts and uh, you know what was, it was kind of like you know a self awareness camp. <laughs> I don't know how else to put it. But the actual practice of transcendental meditation is 20 minutes in the morning, 20 minutes in the evening, and you're given a phrase that only you have and only you get, and you're taught how to tell it to yourself um, and sit in a chair and just repeat it to yourself like a mantra over and over and over. And the idea is to um, uh, keep coming back to it because eventually what happens is your mind starts racing, right? Your mind, when it's idling like a car, it just pumps out... (laughs) It just starts going into overdrive. Like, you know how when you park your car, your car starts to, it idles, yes, but the engine kind of calms down because you're not revving the RPMs like to 3,000. So the car kind of just chills. The opposite is, is true for our brains. When we sit idle, our brains just start racing, or at least mine does, on a million different things, right? It starts thinking about all the problems I haven't solved, all the places I need to be, all the people I need to call, this, 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 and this. It's, it, it can be extremely disorienting and uh, talk about anxiety. So meditation is a good answer to that. And, uh, you know, when you're doing the, when you're doing the practice of transcendental meditation, you're sitting there and you're, you're repeating this mantra to yourself over and over and over again. And then whenever your brain races back, you're just trained and taught to go back to the mantra, go back to the mantra, go back. So you're coming home, coming home, constantly coming home. And that practice, I did that probably six months straight, and within five months I got a raise, and I was almost out of uh, I was almost out of my financial issues. Um, it was at personal debt at the time, and I'd almost paid that all off. I got a raise, I got to travel, so it was almost like I'm not sure I'm saying that transcendental changed my life, but it kind of did in a way because it made me uh, it made me calm my monkey brain. That's good. I just wish I knew what I do now, which is I'm doing it. I'm, I was meditating even when I was stressed out during that hard time. I wasn't aware of how I could tap into it, but now I am. And now you are. And guess what? This podcast is going to cost you 1500 bucks. <laughs> so yeah, that was the transcendental experience for me. Not bad. Not, it wasn't not bad, not amazing, but good. And I think that's with every meditation kind of experience or anything you try to buy in that space. You're going to get what you pay for. Uh, but nothing more. <laughs> everything about everything above and beyond what you're going to get is going to be about self-discipline because I stopped doing transcendental meditation consistently because I wasn't disciplined in the morning every single day to give myself 20 minutes. Like if I woke up late and I need to go somewhere, I wasn't going to be like, hey, person I'm late for, I need to meditate first. They would be a fuck yourself. So anyways, what are some of the emotional benefits? I kind of ran through it with my own experience, but here's some of them for you. The emotional benefits of meditation can include gaining a new perspective on stressful situations, building skills to manage your stress, increasing self-awareness, and focusing on the present. Hmm, I love that. Well, I mean, you could say that about booze. You could say that about psychedelics. And by the way, holy smokes, this is a big, this is a big point. If you've ever done psychedelics, um, LSD, mushroom, psilocybin, and that kind of stuff, this is not the Joe Rogan podcast, but if you learn how to meditate in any kind of way or you're doing your Monday meditation and you're on your psychedelics, it's a, it's a complete jump in the experience. So I would learn to meditate and then try a psychedelic microdose, learn about, I'm not, I'm not advocating for anything. I'm just saying if you were to do that experience one day, learning how to meditate first is a game changer. 
So that's the benefits. Some other kind of research also just suggests that meditation may help with may help people manage symptoms uh, and conditions such as anxiety, asthma, cancer. Well, I'm not sure if you could prove that, but chronic pain, depression. Yeah, so these are all kind of uh, obvious things. This is why meditation is getting a lot of steam because uh, quieting the monkey brain will help you deal with a lot of things like specific, specifically like anxiety and, and depression if you can just let your mind just chill. So here we get to the crux, okay? Here is the reason why you came to this podcast because mundane meditation, what the hell does that mean? Well, based on what we just talked about, that meditation, it's a practice, uh, and it's about uh, focusing your mind on a particular object, thought, or activity to train for awareness and to uh, get a mentally clear state, all this and that. Okay, well, Monday meditation simply means that this is Akeem's theory that says you meditate all the time doing your daily activities, specific ones, without realizing it. The only thing you're missing is the awareness of it. So you can reap all the benefits of meditation, I think while being aware of certain activities you do on an everyday basis and get all the benefits that I just mentioned from doing, uh, just being aware that you're meditating. This podcast is just about increasing your meditation awareness. So here are the five places and I'll run through them and then I'll break it down each by one by one. So the first place is the car when you're driving. The second place is the shower. The third place is the street. The fourth place is the woods. And the fifth place is the bed right after an orgasmic experience. So here we go. The first one, the car. So the car is, I think most people have kind of caught on to this, but when you're driving your car, your brain kind of goes into the idling. Your brain starts to idle because you're on autopilot. So you can actually, uh, you, you actually start thinking about your life, I think, a lot when you're driving someplace. Uh, you, you, you start thinking about, your life and you know where you're going and the things you have to do what i would help you do and what i would think you should try to do next time is next time you're driving uh just try to be aware of the drive uh and be aware of uh yourself and your and like your body and your breathing a big thing of a meditation is breathing and I think that when you're in the car and you're thinking about where you have to go and your, your brain's idling because your brain's on autopilot, that's a great opportunity just to be aware of the fact that your brain's idling. Just be aware of it. And maybe at every red light, you take two deep breaths. So that's a place, okay? That's the first place. The second place is the shower, okay? In the shower, that's where I get a lot of my good ideas. Like over my 20s when I was getting a lot of ideas for the show, every time I went to the shower, I'm like, man, I got to... I almost wanted to keep put like some kind of waterproof whiteboard in the shower so I could just write my ideas down as they came because I just got a lot of ideas that flew like the water was almost therapeutic and meditative in the way where it just kind of drizzled down and you know water is very it's it, it's the cleanser of life right water cleans it removes it abstains and it, it flows and it's uh yeah it's just something about the water experience whether you're in a lake or you're in the in, in, in the shower that is very therapeutic. And I think that's a great opportunity to meditate. Focus on your breathing. Focus on the shower itself and be in the moment. That's that's a great place to do it. Here's the third place. Okay, the street. So when you're walking down the street or you're going for a walk of any kind, walking meditation is very good. So I think it's walking meditation because biophilia, right? Biophilia is the advantages gained by being in a natural space. So you see, I have the plants here. We well, can't see, but I have plants here where I'm doing the show. A lot of people have plants in their home and that's because you're part of nature, 
you, you want to have a connection to Mother Earth, right? Gaia, they, as they say in Greek mythology, uh, Gaia, Mother Earth. So you want to have a connection to that. And when you're walking, when you're on the street, or when you're in the woods, the streets are number three and four, but they're kind of connected. Any kind of walk, when you're walking, that's a way of meditating that you maybe weren't aware of. Because it's mundane, right? You'd think, oh, I'm going for a walk. You wouldn't say, oh, I'm going for a meditation. You just say, I'm walking. So that's kind of an interesting way to think about it. And number five is a little bit more fun here, but this is a kind of bonus. Right after, uh, uh, right after a uh, sexual experience, I think that when you're in that post, uh, <laughs> when you're in that post mode, uh, that post orgasmic mode, and you're kind of laying there, I think you're giving off a lot of pheromones and stuff, and your brain is on idle, supreme idle, borderline going to sleep idle. That's when you have a chance to kind of really be like, "Ooh, what's going on here?" And you can be aware in that moment and focus on your breathing, and 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 that's a way of meditating as well. So I just gave you five places, okay, where you can. Do your mundane meditation, pay attention, breathe, put yourself in a different attitude in a different place because your brain's on idle. Your brain is, mundane meditation essentially just means that every day you are given opportunities to really meditate without really doing some intentional, going to some place, right? Because a lot of people associate meditating with like getting a bean chair and sitting in a dark room in your house or going to the back of a yoga studio or it's none of that. You have opportunities throughout your day when Monday meditation gives you the chance to just chill and just breathe and pay attention to your breath, be grateful, have a great attitude, and just let let your brain just, just be in the moment. So like I said, the car, the shower, the woods, the street, and the bed right after a sexual experience. That is Monday meditation. I hope you get a chance to meditate, and until then, um...